I had nausea, terrible nausea. I couldn't take this medication at all. When I woke up in the morning, I would feel so nauseous and I had painful feet and a terrible rush. No one told me that, you know, these are the things that you're going to get from TB drugs and no one was telling me about it. Johanna is a TB survivor. She was sick with a drug-resistant strain of tuberculosis. She now works with TB activist groups at events such as this drumming display in Cape Town, South Africa, to raise awareness about the urgent need for new drugs to treat TB. Her experience of treatment, including daily injections, drives her on. Every day I would go to the clinic and then I'll be injected. Even today, I still think about that pain. But being a breadwinner at home, having a blind son, I just told myself I don't want to die. I really have to enjoy all these things. The reason Johanna and thousands like her have to undergo such painful and drawn-out treatment is that there are simply no effective drugs to treat her disease. Eric Gomar is a doctor with MSF in South Africa who's treated patients with drug-resistant TB. The irony is that the drugs we are using for resistant patients are not new drugs. We are going back in time. They are drugs that were invented, some of them 55 years ago, and were just abandoned because they were both not very effective and very toxic. So once the latest drug were invented, well, it was 25 years ago, rifampicin, where people thought, no, no, there's no need to use them anymore. And as we don't have any alternative, we have no choice than to go back to extremely toxic drugs. Patients with drug-resistant TB are not the only ones who are suffering because of a system of medical innovation that favours developing yet more products for rich countries rather than investing in products that will help patients in poor countries. MSF's Access Campaign Director, Dr. Tito von Schoenangera, explains. We see that on one hand, when medicines come to the market, like new HIV medicines, they are far too expensive, and we see again that the prices of medicines are rising. And that is because the cost of research is always recouped through a high drug price. And then on the other hand, we see that for many of diseases that particularly affect people in poor countries, there has been just a lack of, of investment and research and development simply because there is no profitable market. Last month saw the end of a two-year process of negotiations between member states at the World Health Organization aimed at meeting the challenges of this health inequity. A resolution was voted through that mandates the WHO to both help countries access existing medicines and to move forward exploring alternative ways and mechanisms in which pharmaceutical R&D can be prioritized and funded. Dr. Fonshan Angara. The resolution that was passed really marks a historic step because what has been agreed upon does not throw away the current system, but it clearly recognizes that alternative mechanisms are needed when the market and patent-driven system fails. And one thing that countries really agreed upon is that new proposals need to kind of separate the cost of research and development from the product price. And you can do that by providing just more funding to research as such, but proposals that are on the table are, for example, a prize fund that rewards any group or company that would come up with, a, for example, a new test for TB diagnostics so that afterwards it can be cheaply produced by, by different companies. The WHO has set up an expert group who will examine various proposals now on the table and report back next year on concrete proposals to push the process on. At the same time, the WHO's role has been enhanced to help developing countries access existing medicines. Dr. Fanshan Angara again. The existing system 
is continuing, but it also gives WHO a stronger role on some of the access barriers, in particular that WHO can give support to countries that need to overrule some of the patent barriers that exist preventing access to medicines. There is now a mandate for WHO to provide the technical support upon request to member states. How can they, for example, issue a compulsory license to override a patent that blocks access to medicines? Margaret Chan, WHO's Director General, welcomed the resolution as a major breakthrough that will benefit many millions of people. MSF agrees that it is a major step, though the battle is not yet won, to ensure that our patients and others in the developing world get access to the health products they desperately need. Dr. Lisbeth Ola, an MSF doctor in Kenya, voices the urgent call from all our teams in the field for desperately needed medical innovation to treat the diseases our patients suffer from. To tell you honestly, the treatment of MDRTB is the same as sending the patient to hell. There is need for much better drugs, there is need for fixed drug combinations that the patient can just take all the different drugs in one tablet. There is need for much shorter treatment than two years because who can continue treatment for two years without ever missing a a dose? So there is need for much better drugs. (laughs) 